As Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by waves. But he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the winds and the sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A people that puts its rights and privileges above its principles soon loses both. These words were uttered by President Eisenhower shortly after he took office in the early 1950s. And I think it also speaks to something that I've always found as a lacking aspect of and where Protestant Reformation theology went awry. And it was namely that, yes, as we read throughout Paul's gospel and even in the language that is used throughout the Old Testament within the Exodus narrative, and even within certain gospel passages, that there's a clear indication of freedom. And even St. Bernard of Clairvaux said that God's greatest attribute was his freedom. Because without freedom, we cannot love. Without freedom, we cannot actively choose, ultimately, God. We are simply puppets. And also, God himself as free means that he didn't simply save you because he had to. He didn't choose you for himself because he was obligated to. But instead, he freely chose you, chose me, to be freed in Christ by our baptism. We were chosen freely. And so freedom is obviously an extraordinarily important aspect of Christian theology. But where many of the Reformers went with that was ultimately that freedom gave us a certain license to do whatever we want, and really, at the end of the day, it didn't matter what we did. John Calvin took this to the greatest extreme, going to the extent that Basically, if you were in heaven, that means that God always planned for you to be there. And if you went to hell, that's because that's where God planned to put you for all eternity. And you see, the danger with that is that ultimately it removes our responsibility. And we even remove this at times as a country that when are we simply focus on our rights? When are we focus only on our rights? We forget about our corresponding responsibility. And this is even the case within our life of faith. As a priest, I have certain rights. I have a right to sustenance. I have a right to celebrate the Mass and the sacraments. But then also I have a corresponding responsibility to obey my bishop, to offer the Holy Sacrifice to the Mass, for the salvation 
of my people as a pastor, that's a certain responsibility I have. And to ultimately proclaim the faith. The rights I have been given and the gift of the priesthood come with a corresponding responsibility. And so it is for the baptized and so on and so forth. But the point being is that on this day as we celebrate our freedom as a country, the rights that are enshrined in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, that ultimately whenever we simply focus on that aspect of it, without reflecting on our responsibility to care for what has been given to us, the responsibility we have, then ultimately those rights are empty. In the same way that obviously we have a freedom to do just about anything we want, and that God will forgive us if we're for our part. But that forgets the responsibility that we have to Him. Yes, salvation is a gift freely given. Yes, we have certain rights given to us as members of the baptized. But as we even see in today's gospel, the disciples have every right to wake our Lord. But yet he rebukes them. And why? Why are you terrified, O oh, you of little faith? If there was something truly to be worried about, I'd be awake. If there was something truly to be worried about, I would already be taking care of it. Why are you terrified? I'm in the boat. I'm in the church. Of course, that image of the boat always. That he trusts the apostles, the first bishops, to see him over to the other side. Why are you terrified, O oh, you of little faith? It is so easy for us to often get terrified, to be scared of where we are going, our personal lives, whatever it may be. But the Lord, His presence in the tabernacle, His presence whenever we are in a state of grace within our soul as our members of the baptized, He will not abandon us. He may be taking his rest because he finds rest within our hearts. And there may be storms outside, but that doesn't mean that he's not taking care of us. It doesn't mean that he's not seeing us through. In fact, quite to the contrary. He's allowing us to have our part in his plan of salvation. He's allowing us to use our freedom in order to fulfill the responsibilities given to us, not out of obligation, but out of love. And it is ultimately in that freedom, the freedom that we have as a nation, that allows us to do so. Freedom is not in doing what we want, but in what we ought. The freedom we have been given comes with responsibility. And so let us today, on, on this day, give, give thanksgiving, give thanks, 
for the gift of our freedom as a nation, for the gift of our freedom as children of God, redeemed by Christ. Let us give thanks. And then also, let us continue to seek, to fill those obligations and responsibilities that ultimately bring the true meaning of freedom to fruition. <laughs>